Hey there, how's it going everybody? That's right, if you can hear my voice, it is another magical episode of the Coven Podcast. So tonight, we're we're talking about a really fun subject. It might bring up uh, memories from your 14-year-old self uh, surreptitiously reading slash fanfiction on your phone and being like, I'm texting someone, Mom, I promise. Um, I know I did that. So I am your host, Daily Wilhelm, Witch of the Wavelengths. Joining me today is the lovely... Matthew Yap, Witch of the Speed Force. And the wonderful... Sarah James, your sorceress of the sound waves. Oh my gosh, I love the names. I love the names, guys. Cute. So... team right here. Yeah, yeah. What a squad. I love it. (laughs) So there's an issue with Slash. We've talked about fan fiction before Mm -hmm. on this podcast and what that can do positively and negatively for those who participated and participate in it and for those who have created the original source material Mm -hmm. but what we don't consider here is that in the end there's this clear theme of fetish ah, i can't say it fetishization of gay men Mm -hmm. yeah and the first time we really encounter this is with the stereotypical oh my god i really want a gay best friend (laughs) Because Don't we can, we all? yeah, we can just go shopping together and talk about boys, and it's like a girlfriend, but better because they're male. Yeah. yeah. What? So, <laughs> I have so many feels about uh, gay best friending. Yeah. But I feel like whatever stereotypes there are, they don't exist in real life. Right. Because it is just a stereotype. It's mm-hmm. equating. Uh, queerness with femininity because it's like okay so this person is gay that means that they're feminine mm-hmm. like what? inherently yeah one of my experiences that as a gay man is one of my friends who I'd known for years like so long and we basically connected over like our mutual emo-ness but she found <laughs> out I was gay and suddenly she kept asking me to go shopping with her, which is like the classic gay yeah. best friend to go shopping with me. And finally one time I went and she kept asking me all these things and I was like, I don't know. I think black's a nice color. And like she was like, you're supposed to know this. And I was like, I don't think so. Wow. You didn't pass the requirements before you became gay. You have to pass a test. Yeah, I know. I just, I rushed the process along. I didn't oh learn. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I just... I mean, I hate that, to a point, I almost fall into the stereotype because one of my best friends from back home is my friend Jalen, and he's gay. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not, the fact that he's gay has nothing to do with the base of our friendship. I don't look at him as like, oh, he's my gay best friend. Like, that's not, mm-hmm. I'm like, he's just one of my best friends because we can consistently rant to each other, and we know that, like, if one of us is angry about something that the other one will be there yeah. to vent yeah. to. And like, I've never once asked him to go shopping with me because one, I hate shopping. It's like, awful. I, I do not like going outside to shopping, but like we'll do sassy photo shoots with each other because we both like posing in front of a camera and taking pictures. Mm-hmm. Like that's the extent of like weird things that we do. The kid's more into makeup than I am. And mm-hmm. that's like, you guys know me oh, and yeah. how much I like makeup. And it's like, that's, I don't know, that's the points of our friendship. But like the fact that he's, I don't know, I don't look at Jalen and be like, oh, he's my gay best friend. I'm right. like, it's he's just my friend Jalen. It's kind of like how I'm not like, oh, this is Daily, my white friend. Like, yeah. It's, just, <laughs> yeah. it's just once you have a gay friend, if they fall into those things that are like the gay stereotypes, that's fine. But if you're like me and you've lost a lot of people because suddenly they view you as a different, yeah. like, category of friend, you're more of, like, a purse than a person. Like, hmm. it's a problem. Yeah. Get that on a t-shirt. <laughs> more purse than person. <laughs> oh That's a slogan. I love yeah. that. I just started the campaign, guys. That's the title of this episode now. Definitely. But, yeah, it's because it's like, why is that? a lesser uh, level of stereotyping than, like, mm. I'm going out with my black friend. You wouldn't say that. <laughs> yeah, There's, like, that moment of what? Or, like, I'm going to have brunch with my Jewish friend. <laughs> it's like, why are you telling me these qualifying factors? Whereas it's kind of normalized to be, for women at least, to be like, I'm going out for brunch with my gay best friend. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's the, like, because if you, if you said you're going out to lunch with a guy the implication automatically is that it's romantic and so like you have to separate like but he's gay though 
So like, yeah. there's mm-hmm. no, I don't know, just to make that clear, I don't see why that's necessary. But yeah, because you def that is true. You definitely wouldn't hear a guy say, "I'm going out to brunch with my <laughs> gay friend," <laughs> and it's like, "Oh, good. Are, is it date? Is it date?" Because yeah. that communicates to me that's a date. It's yeah. kind of like a reverse no homo. It's like it's like <laughs> it's like it is homo. Like don't worry about it. <laughs> Actually, homo. But uh, yeah, it's just like. It spreads stereotypes, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. claiming the gay best friend, because then all that does is conjure certain images that fit into that single box. And queer people are many things. They're not the the fact that they're queer isn't their lone identifying factor. I'm more emo than gay. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> There's different things within that box that you exist in. But right. think outside of the box. I don't know. But uh there is the point of like, why does this happen? Why do women specifically want gay best friends? Mm-hmm. Why mm-hmm. don't they just want more friends who practice feminine things? Mm-hmm. Right. Because that's what gay best friends are then associated with. Shopping, brunch, mimosas. <laughs> Although everyone should Everyone enjoy. should like yeah. mimosas. Everyone <laughs> should be able to enjoy that equally. But uh, so I had like a scholarly, I'm using air quotes here for podcast (laughs) listeners, um, article about why uh, women might be attracted to gay men in their companionship. Uh, And some of the reasons make sense. Like uh, that relationship doesn't carry the threat of sexual tension. Mm -hmm. There's no point where it's going to be like, oh, my gosh, this guy is Mm -hmm. in the friend zone uh, (laughs) and he's going to get bitter about that and later ask for nudes and get angry and say that, but I was a nice guy. I was your friend because that's the thing that exists (laughs) in this society. I send nudes to all my Uh, friends. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's just a baseline of friendship now. It's it's more courtesy than anything. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But uh, so that that makes sense. You never are going to have to worry about like one of us is going to try to make a move on the other one. Uh, straight women, this is quoting, straight women love gay men because closeness with gay men provides a window into how the minds of men work, something that women want to know as they navigate dating waters in their straight male peers. It's like, you can have straight male friends as well. Yeah. But then there could be sexual tension. The, there are so many instances of like that guys and girls just can't be friends. Like heterosexual women and heterosexual men they're not allowed to be friends because right. it's like automatically there's sexual tense in there and i'm like first of all that's a bold-faced lie because i have plenty of guy friends i have more guy friends than girlfriends yep. honestly because girls are dramatic <laughs> and guys well guys can be dramatic too but um we sure are <laughs> i don't know like that's just how how i've been my entire life all my not all my cousins uh but the majority of my cousins are guys like and i was really close with my cousins growing up so that's just like and i'm good friends with all my cousins now so that's just i since i was a kid that's how i equated friendship um mm-hmm. whereas like as far as the females out of me and my cousins is myself my sister and my cousin Laura and we're outnumbered three to five. Yeah. So like, <laughs> like there's, I, there was a lot of testosterone in my vicinity growing up. And that's just like, I always had good time with my cousins. So that's how I equated friendship. Yeah. Um, but there's like, I don't know, there's that, that notion that guys and girls can't be friends. So it's like, if you have, if you're a girl and you have a guy friend, it's just easier if he's gay. Yeah. Right. The, it's like convenient. Yeah. It's, because then you don't have to worry about anything. It's convenient for you as the girl versus convenient for, for him. Yeah. Yeah. The thing I from the article and kind of going off that, I like that he talked about a lot of times women use gay men to try and understand the male mind. Because yeah. I've had a lot of times where girls are like, well, from a guy's perspective, like, what is this? And I'm like, I don't know how he thinks. Like, it's just like it makes sense to like want to see what a man would think about something. But then at the same time, you feel like they're, I guess, on your side, sort of. Right. Like they they get it because they're also into men, I guess. But like they still think the way the men are talking about. Right. Yeah. Right. That's I, interesting. It's, it's just kind of based in we're all stuck in our gender. Apparently yeah. we are like very rigidly have to stick to this. completely relies on gender roles. Yeah. Like 100%. I'm really guilty of it. Like I kind of like you. I get along with guys a lot better because like I, I know in my mind it's stupid. But like. I'm like, I don't know what girls think about. Like, yeah. do I bring up flowers? Like, what do I say? Like, right. 
and like obviously that's stupid and I've grown out of that but especially like in my childhood like because I grew up in a place that had such strict gender rules it was really hard for me to under try to understand women hmm. right yeah I mean at my I had a gay best friend in high school but then I realized that people go beyond their genders and people yeah. can be mean and terrible either way <laughs> shout out to him hey. uh, <laughs> but no, i'm kind of in the same boat one of my best friends in high school was gay and he like we were really close and then like kind of stabbed me in the back a little bit yeah um like i have plenty of guy friends across like a variety of sexualities so like i don't i don't understand i get the appeal of the the gay best friend but at the same time, I'm like, shouldn't you be friends with people based on their personality and shared interests yeah. regardless of their sexuality? No, who told you that? <laughs> yeah, what? Isn't that no. a thing? <laughs> no. Yeah. Essentially, everything that's that we've been talking about only exists because people have this uh, thought that they are trapped in their mm-hmm. gender. They mm-hmm. have to do things a certain way. And they're also trapped in their own sexuality and have to right. do things a certain way. And it's like, everything's a spectrum. We are free to be who we want to be, for the most part. Uh, <laughs> we want to be, anyway. But, yeah. Um, so, I agreed with some of the points of, like, why this may be in this article, but this article got weird real yeah. fast. Oh, my gosh. Here we go. <laughs> okay. Here we go. So, Brace yourselves. So, in Psychology Today... Seth Myers, which I thought was weird. Uh, Seth Myers, uh, who has... Uh, degree in psychology a doctorate degree i do believe which is equally worrying um (laughs) said finally straight women love gay men because they are emotionally attracted to the fearlessness and lack of self-consciousness in gay men in general gay men and gay women too tend to be more fearless than their straight counterparts particularly straight men because they're usually They've usually experienced bullying and prejudice because of their sexual orientation, and these experiences fortify gay men with thicker skin. As out adults, gay men usually learn to accept themselves and stop trying so hard to win the approval and acceptance of others. Can we just... Well, Mr. Myers. Let him have it. Doctor. Dr. Myers. Uh, hi, gay man here. Super insecure. <laughs> You're right on the money with the whole bullying thing, but I all I spend my time doing is seeking the approval of others. Like, I feel like being gay actually makes you more insecure. I know for a fact that, like, I love show tunes, and there's a lot of things like that that are, like, stereotypical gay things that I'm, like, afraid to bring up because I'm like, oh, no, they're going to, like hate me because I'm gay, gayer than I'm, me- I'm meaning to be. Like, More gay than before. I, I became extra gay and they're going to be angry about it. Like, that just, it it doesn't make sense what he's going for there. It also, it makes no sense. Even, like, he's stereotyping in more ways than one. <laughs> in that sense that, like, gay men are more fearless than straight men. Right. Because, like, I think probably one of the most fearless things that can exist is a white straight man. Absolutely. Oh my god. <laughs> nothing stands in their way. The world so is like, their oyster. How, how does how is a gay man more fearless, like more of a go-getter than just like socially speaking because yeah. there are so many other obstacles for a gay individual, anyone who's not in the heteronormative, to jump over that it's like yeah. that makes them more fearless because they were abused. Like, that <laughs> yeah, makes no sense. That's kind of the fetishization of abuse. Then, yeah, yeah. yeah it's like Why it'll make you stronger. It makes you so good. Like, like it's just work through it, and you'll be a better person by the end. Um, no, like that means you're gonna grow up with severe psychological damage, <laughs> right, Mister PhD? Yeah, really. Like he is definitely going for the stereotype of like the gay. Like, yes, Gaga, you can do anything. Go for it. Like that's what he's picturing here. And yeah. It's not a. It's a reality for some not people, every, but not for a lot. Not every gay guy is a fierce drag queen. Like, yeah, I can see. That'd be talking, cool though, wouldn't it? <laughs> you're talking like the guys who do drag. Like, yeah, RuPaul is a pretty. Fierce Fearless oh, so individual, fearless. yeah, because he's fierce as all get out, both dressed in like complete drag and as himself. But mm-hmm. like, not every gay man is RuPaul. Yeah, like, even sorry, even individuals like RuPaul. I don't think we can make assumptions into their person exactly. that like maybe RuPaul is insecure sometimes right. because we're all human and we're all insecure. Drag race that have come forward saying like all the hate they've had to deal they with. They just yeah break down. Life, like, 
that's feel her. every freaking season there are queens talking about that. Like, we can't, that's not how it works. <laughs> no. Yeah. So, I don't know what happened, Dr. Myers. <laughs> you were doing so well. Te- you were doing so well. It all made sense. For a second, and, then... and then And then I don't know what happened. So, uh, maybe uh, Dr. Myers needs to read some slash fiction. Because I think Dr. Even... Myers needs a gay best friend. Yeah. <laughs> 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 One or the other. Uh, so, if women are unable to obtain a gay best friend... Or they do, and they want more. They want to participate more in gay culture. Uh, Oftentimes, one can turn to uh, slash fan fiction. So, some background. uh, Slash fan fiction, specifically slash, I think it originated with you put, like, the name of one character slash the Mm -hmm. name of the other character, and that's your pairing. That's who you're wanting to get together Mm -hmm. to uh, kiss each other, to do whatever you want. Uh, You, as the author have you have that ultimate power yeah Yeah. uh but uh primarily slash is uh written to be read by women and primarily slash is male on male there are uh examples of like femme slash but it has to have its own word Mm -hmm. uh to be assumed that it's not two guys going at it (laughs) so uh I read a Mary Sue article that helped to explain this very well. Uh, To many people, it often seems that women in the slash community have decided that gay sex is always sexier, that queer is always cute, and that we can take ownership of the gay male experience by writing about it and reading each other's writing. I have some feelings Mm -hmm. about this. Um, As someone who has participated in the community of writing slash fiction, I definitely think this is true of people who subscribe to slash fiction and make that a big part of their lives mm-hmm. essentially um everything is subject to be turned into a ship everything is subject to be turned into yeah. a gay ship specifically mm-hmm. uh at the slightest moment of maybe sexual tension characters don't even have to ever meet each other for them to be you're right. so right yeah they they, they really like don't from completely different series that are under the same franchise like, but wouldn't no. they go so well together it's so cute or even if they don't no. but uh the thing with this is that it's fetishized to the point that it is the best it is the only mm-hmm. there's no flaws with it right when people are still human, even characters are human yeah. to an extent. They're written to be that way, at least. That's the whole point. <laughs> right. But then that bleeds over into reality. And, like, when a shipper or a slash fan spots an actual male gay couple in the wild, <laughs> then they're like, squee. And that's not appropriate outside no. of the internet? Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't understand it for a very long time why this might be. Uh, but delving into the culture a bit more explains it. So thoughts on women who squee at men touching lips? I think it's just, it's gross. And it's kind of the problem we've had this whole time is that it's like, it's taking a normal person and fetishizing them into something completely different. And a big problem I have with it is that, like, men should be able to be friends and affectionate, like, without having it turned around into, like, a gay thing. That's Mm kind of like you said, that, like, you see men interacting in public and you're like, oh, my God. Like, my best friend and I, his name's Austin, closest friend. But, like, one time we were, like, we hugged in public. And it was in high school. And a random girl in the hallway screamed, oh, my God, I ship it. And I'm just like, really? Can I hug my friend? Wow. That's that's cringy that that it like it really was and of course she was like the freshman with like the cat ears like oh like, no <laughs> oh no I was like oh sweetie oh no honey she had a hard four years she sure did yeah I mean I'm I'm not gonna lie there's a part of me that like is 100 percent like I'm a part of this culture and right. I I hate to admit that but like there was a video that went up. On Superfruits channel, which is uh, Scott Hoying and Mitch Grassi from Pentatonix, they Cuties. have their own YouTube channel, and I I love Pentatonix and I love the Superfruit channel, and they did like a La La Land montage situation, mm-hmm. like a whole medley of the mm-hmm. songs, and it opens with like Scott and Mitch making out, and there was a part of me <laughs> that freaked out because like 
I don't necessarily ship Skomish. I think they're amazing as best friends, right. but like there's always a part of like the Pentatonix fan base that has been like, but wouldn't Scott and Mitch be perfect together? So like when it finally happened and they've been teasing stuff like this for years, when they finally kissed, everyone was like, Oh my gosh, it's legit, like ship confirmed. And I'm yeah. like, Are no. they legit now? No, they're not. <sighs> they're not seen. <laughs> see, like, see there's be... disappointment. Yeah. T- listen, guys, I love gay men too, trust me. <laughs> And it's like, I hate that that was like, why was that my reaction? Like, as seeing seeing these two guys who have been best friends for the majority of their lives since they were mm-hmm. like 10 years old. Like, why? I don't know. It's it's weird that I got so, that I was so happy that this had happened. Right. Yeah. There should be like the level of like happiness for like representation when it happens mm-hmm. and being like, oh, that's great. I'm really happy. Or I particularly like this couple because they work, like, because they're an actual couple. Mm -hmm. Like, even maybe I would go so far as to say, and you guys can tell me if I'm wrong, but, like, uh, ships that are, like, more plausible but haven't happened because mainstream television or mainstream movies. It's like, yeah, they'd be perfect for each other. If one of the characters was female, they would probably be together. Uh, Mm. I I think it's okay to go to a point and being like, that's a great relationship. I'm happy for them. Uh, a perfect example is Legend of Korra, which in the end ended up becoming canon. But p- people for so long shipped um, uh, Korra and Asami, which yeah. um, people loved it. They were uh, they really were a super nice couple because it was Nickelodeon and like yeah. it's just kind of a risque but thing. But in the end, it ended up becoming canon, so people were really satisfied. But just because people could see the potential there, it wasn't necessarily like fetishizing them because it's two women in love. It's just people thought it was like a nice thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah like it worked. It was mm-hmm. written so that it would work yes. versus something like Destiel where it's written. Where it's written as the two are complete. Listen, I'm a big fan <laughs> of Supernatural, okay? <laughs> I have my opinions about Destiel. I personally don't ship Destiel because, one, angels don't have reproductive organs. So Is that a thing? Yeah. yeah cool. That's a thing. <laughs> so, like, I don't, like, how could cast- there? Could their hearts be for each other? I don't know. Their spirits, their souls. It's both of the Winchester brothers are womanizers. Like, at their core, the boys have had a lot of sex. Now, my roommate has the argument, and I'll agree with her, that uh, if they made Dean bi, I probably wouldn't be mad about it. Yeah. Um, Just because he's so... I don't think they will. First of all... There, no relationship is feasible for Sam and Dean Winchester, so no. like, just end it there. But, like, what gets me really upset is that, like, people can ship Destiel, and that's fine, and I get it, because mm-hmm. honestly, at this point in the series, if Dean were to ever have a relationship, uh, why not make it Castiel, because they've already been so close, and, like, mm-hmm. they're essentially... But here's the thing, they're essentially brothers at this point, but, like, best friends, whatever. Um... If you ship Wincest, you're a monster. Stop it. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. That's don't one of the do few, that. That is one of the few things I blacklist on Tumblr. Yeah. Like, you, I don't need to see that. You yeah. can't do that. Like, stop. But it's the people who force those same ships onto the actors. Like, no. Mm. That's not okay. Go ahead. Fly your Destiel flag. But if you're shipping cockles, like, calm down because... Jensen is happily married and has three gorgeous children. Misha's happily married and has two gorgeous children. Like, people send Daniil, Jensen's wife, hate mail. Yeah. Because Mm -hmm. she's married to Jensen Ackles instead of Misha Collins. That's not okay. No. Like, forcing forcing your fetish, fetish of two gay men... It's one thing if it's fictional characters, but forcing that fetish onto actual humans? Like, stop. Please. It bo- oh my gosh, it just bothers me so much. Yeah, real person slash has always been something really weird to me mm-hmm. because it's like they could find this, they could see. Oftentimes, they are shown this yeah. by fans or other slash. people. Yeah, like that exists. There's also Joshler fan fiction for Twenty One Pilots. Yeah, like, people write fan fiction about Tyler and Josh. Tyler's married. They're both straight. Like <laughs> apparently, the no. biggest ship in existence in the fleet of many ships in the armada if you will mm-hmm. uh, the largest of even fictional characters is Larry Harry Styles and um, I don't know his last name Louis Tomlinson Tomlin yes Tomlinson? Like that. yeah are you kidding me yeah admittedly 
a big part of it is that it's like young girls, like young yeah. girls yeah. who are taking to Wattpad instead of like fanfiction.net or AO3 because Wattpad is super accessible for yeah. tiny children. Oh, yeah. Uh, but like it is so (laughs) oh my gosh i remember those days but uh it's so significant Mm -hmm. that there was like an event when uh it was louis announced that he was having a baby or yeah that people were like my ship is dead i am dead everything around me is dead the world I, ceases people to People were like sending out like all these theories about like how the baby wasn't even really his and the record company was still like forcing them to pretend and like they were this like star-crossed lovers who the record company wouldn't let them be gay and I'm like no, no guys no. they're straight just accept, just accept their if there's okay. any logic then the record company would be like yes that sells right. look at all this fan fiction I feel like it's like it's almost like we're the like disapproving parents who don't want their kids to be gay, except we don't want our kids to be straight. Like it's, yeah. we're not letting it yeah. happen. Yeah, it's it's uh it's back to that Mary Sue article. I thought it was really uh, we don't need to act like homosexuality is a joke or like gay men are our puppies. We don't need to force our way into our friends' bedrooms to right. the point that we're like fetishizing that that it's like well it makes me happy so mm-hmm. that's how I want it to be. It's like that that doesn't matter. Yeah. That doesn't matter. Your happiness doesn't matter. This is like people. And if there's actually gay people, uh, they don't need you to fawn over them. Yeah. Especially if they're in a relationship, they have someone else to fawn right. over them and do the same with the other person. And if you're really supportive of a musician or an actor or any celebrity, like if you really care about them and are supportive of them, then shouldn't you be happy when they find someone? When they're happy, yeah. Like, for you mentioned earlier, Matt, like people send Sarah Yuri hate all the time. Oh my and gosh, it's like, no. I'm like, if you're a fan of Panic and if you support Brendan, Brendan and Sarah are very, very they're happy so together. together. Like they are so in love. Like, why would you, if you support Brendan, like you should also be supporting Sarah. If you don't support Sarah, like stop calling yourself a Panic fan. No, she's a gym. And even I, because like Brendan Yuri is bisexual. And so like young emo Matt Yap wanted nothing more than Ryan Ross yeah. and Brendan Yuri together. Because yeah. I could like yeah. see myself. I was like, oh, it's like me, my hero. But like when he got with Sarah, I was like, okay, it's like not what I pictured, but Look how happy he is, and look how beautiful their wedding photos are. Oh my, oh my gosh, gosh. I'll gorgeous. cry right now. They're like, gorgeous. literally. Spencer was best man. I oh, know. Great. <laughs> okay. So, so. so. See, we cry over real people, too. Like, yeah. No yeah, it's okay. As long I as cry in over the end. Tyler and Jenna Joseph's wedding yeah, pictures all the time. Which is fine, because in the end, you're trying to support those people. Exactly. Instead of forcing your own idea of how they should live their life mm-hmm. on others and mm-hmm. isn't that what we're always so against and it's like it's like someone's like it's not okay to be gay and it's like well you're forcing your ideas on right. someone else mm-hmm. and it's like i want everyone to be gay and it's like what are we doing Wait, here down is with there sis. yeah down Super with sis Jeez. Like, yeah that's a whole nother podcast <laughs> the down with sis podcast that's gonna be a thing for sure but uh yeah so Forcing these ideas onto people just says a lot, like, when they find the fan fiction and it's mm-hmm. super mm-hmm. sexual, it's like you're kind of just saying, like, I see you as a sexual object. Right. I see you as a toy to play with. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's somewhat okay when it's fictional characters who mm-hmm. don't have any say in that, who right. aren't going to be offended because they don't exist. But when it goes to the actors, when it goes yeah. to people in bands when it goes to musicians when it goes to actual living people who have an internet connection and can (laughs) find that that's where i gotta draw the line i read a thing with jk rowling rowling where she said um with people in reference to dreary how people want it to be a thing and she more or less said she's like you know they're made up and like i came up with what i wanted their ending to be you can believe whatever you want to yeah and so like you said when it's a fictional character it's not necessarily that bad Mm -hmm. But when you push it into real life, that's where we run into problems. That's, that's yeah. where the issues are. So, uh, obviously, we don't like real person Slash. But in Slash itself, why? So, it's very popular to begin with. So, uh, on AO3, stories that involve male-male pairings are the most popular around 
430,000, more than double the number for het pairings, for heterosexual pairings. And uh, female, female, slash, femme, slash, is a small segment on Archive on Our Own. It only has about a tenth as many as stories as male, male. Uh, wow. That's Numbers. Something. Yeah. Something. Yeah. Uh, it's just like... Why? Why does right. so much exist? Uh, I made a point on the podcast where we specifically talked just fan fiction, mm-hmm. not so much as why fan fiction. <laughs> but uh, I think there is a good point to fan fiction. It's creating representation where it doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. being able to be like, what if this character was gay? What if this character was trans? And writing that story, and there's no one there to say, no, you can't do that. Right. Uh, because it's not getting approved. It's not yeah. Hollywood's not being like, okay, is this going to make us any money, though? There's not that uh, door you have to go through. Um, but uh, my question is, do you think that Slash, then, is born from poorly written female characters? Because a lot mm. of the times there's that love interest, but they are, instead, people are wanting main character guy to get with best friend. Mm-hmm. And not love interest girl, to put in really blunt terms. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's definitely, like, kind of possible because, like, when, like you said, they're just, like, the love interest is so boring. And then you see these two male characters who have, like, this dynamic backstory and they, like, interact so well. And you're like, he has nothing with her. Like, why would I care about Mm -hmm. that? Like, it kind of might just start from the fact that people don't know how to write women. At least Hollywood yeah. people don't know how to write. Yeah, that might be one of the main reasons for like why people ship John Locke so much, right? Because it's like those are the two characters mm-hmm. that you spend the most time with and you know the most about, and you see their relationship, like how they interact with one another the most out of any other two characters. So like, yeah, there are, and I think there even are well written female characters on Sherlock. Like, mm-hmm. I think so. I, I think Irene Adler is a beautifully written character. I think Stephen Moffat did a great job with Scandal in Belgravia. Um, I love the character of Molly Hooper. I think she's great. Um, even the, shoot, I'm not going to remember her name, but she was like the uh, maid of honor for oh. Mary and like mm-hmm. had a fake thing with Sherlock for one episode in series three. I don't remember um, her name. I don't remember but her name either. That girl. Like, she wasn't around a whole lot. And yeah, her relationship with Sherlock was fake, but at least, like, I thought she was an interesting character. I think Mary's an interesting character. Mm-hmm. But, like, I I understand the... We fundamentally understand the relationship between Sherlock and John because, first of all, that's the relationship that drives the entire show. And second, like, it's introduced in the first season and it's the centerpiece of yeah. the narrative. Yeah. Um. So it's just easier to ship that in a way that can kind of explain wincest but still that's not okay because they're brothers uh, incest the, isn't yeah yeah there's a cest here it's the like <laughs> no we cest. know how these characters <laughs> even destiel like we know how these characters interact with one another whereas like there aren't a whole lot of well-written female characters on supernatural so it's hard to ship any of the any either sam or dean with a female character right. right. usually they're dead by the end of the episode. Yeah. So. yeah. Um, or they're too old for them. That like. is their curse on Supernatural. That's, uh, that's yeah. what happens. Um, I thought there was an interesting point from one writer uh, said it's easier to write dudes being ugly and real when you get to see that on the show in the first place. Mm-hmm. Because the most complicated characters I can think of are often male yeah. I think that's just kind of the world we live in, media-wise, at the moment. Women are extreme. The majority extre- of yeah. our protagonists are male. Right. Yeah. So like, it has to be complicated. Like, in reality, women are extremely complicated and have People depth. Are People right. Yeah, Humans that's are the thing. Things. Is everything keeps coming down to getting hampered by gender. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. this wall that prevents having complicated characters that identify as female in Hollywood because that doesn't sell as much. Or there's not enough female writers to yeah. do so, yeah. and they can't get to where they need to because they're yeah. female. Uh, feminism, guys, Woo. believe in it, love it. But I th- uh, yeah, I think uh, like something I've noticed in like a lot of times for Hollywood romance is like a big part of the men is like 
they have all this like walls up and like their masculinity is blocking their emotions and kind of an interesting part of a relationship is seeing them take that down and open up and a lot of times women are already like that like in Hollywood Mm -hmm. they just let their emotions flow and so I think kind of like you said like it's more interesting to see two men let their emotions down and open up to each other and so like just because again Hollywood men don't know how to write a woman that's just as complex as a man it's just it's more interesting of a story when there's two men yeah it's interesting you say that because there's like jokes that run around on Tumblr especially where it's like uh, talking about like gay ships where it's like they're both so miserable Mm -hmm. and emotionally constipated and they (laughs) don't know their feelings and like that's part of like the attractiveness to it is that like it's frustrating that they're not together but there's the sight that if they were to be able to process their emotions like women stereotypically are able to then they would just they would just do it yeah they would just be together and that completely negates that like Women can also be like emotionally frustrated. Right. Can any of us really own. deal with our emotions? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> That's just Never. The thing is that there are like all sorts of relationships across the like gender and sexuality scale that are full of emotional frustration. Like no Ooh, one actually yeah. knows what it is that they're feeling. Yeah. We're all trying to figure this out together. We're all trying really hard. <laughs> it's hard. I'm trying. It's hard. Okay. <laughs> it's difficult, but uh. As much as this can serve to be cathartic to women who are wanting to see their favorite characters, they're wanting to see more representation, they're wanting to see genuine relationships, uh, sometimes this kind of backfires. So especially in fiction, depending on the skill of the writer, sometimes things are just impossible, whether that's impossible because of relationships already established, like... Incest, let's not touch that, maybe. There should be a line. Yeah. But uh, there's also, even if it's totally plausible that they're together, there's some anatomical impossibilities. (laughs) Oftentimes, there's a lot of realities that are skipped in writing smut, I've uh, seen. And that's kind of just become an in-joke and a trope that people have accepted. Uh, I won't get into huge detail with that. I will leave that to the imagination. But there's also the argument that, like, slash porn is better than, like, what you would read in Fifty Shades of Grey. Because Fifty Shades of Grey is so poorly written. Everything's better. Fifty Shades of Grey (laughs) is not a good example. Or, like, pulpy romance novels. Yeah. Like... I totally, I honestly agree with that, that people who are putting their free time into writing fan fiction can be really amazing writers. And it's almost as if they're sometimes have more motivation to produce quality content because there's just so much out there Mm -hmm. that it's just nestled in. And sometimes they're doing the exact same trope over and over. The coffee shop AU. Look at these characters meeting in coffee shop. Isn't that super cute? I've read that like... I've read that like 500 times, but I have put the time in to read that 500 times because different authors can achieve different things. So props for that. Slash authors, they're they're utilizing already well-developed and well-loved characters. Whereas like for authors who want to write romance novels or crappy Twilight fan fiction. (laughs) They have to build. Then they have to create their own characters, and if they don't have the capacity to do that, then... We end up with Fifty Shades of Grey. We end up with Fifty Shades of Grey. Um, Whereas, like, you can write a quick little one-shot that's really cute between two characters that you already know and love because they've been, you know, on television for a really long time or are a book series that you grew up with. Yeah, you go in knowing what you're going to get. Yeah. Yeah, I agree, definitely. Um... So beyond people getting angry at, like, actual women, there's also just the, like, attitude then that women are bad. Because I remember, specifically, in the days of my dreary fan fiction writing, I hated Jenny Weasley. There was no reason for me to hate Jenny Weasley other than she married Harry Potter and Draco couldn't. I I had, like, a very, like, anti-feminist attitude during that time of my life because I was so kind of anti-woman. I was, like, only only the guys, only the gay guys. Mm -hmm. They're the only ones for me. That works in Supernatural as well. It's like that any... Any woman that Dean Winchester sleeps with, like, is automatically hated. Because I'm it's, glad she's going to die soon. Because it's not yeah, cast. Because like, she will. <laughs> the, the character of Lisa, 
I liked the character of Lisa and the sub story between Lisa Dean and Ben I thought was really cute and a good way to freaking end season five. They should have just ended it there. I still love the show, but like beating this dead horse. (laughs) The end of season five was phenomenal. Um, But people get upset at that 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 character at any other character that like Sam and Dean have any sort of remote interest in it's right. like no not allowed and again that reflects on the actual people that people get upset at Daniil for marrying Jensen Ackles right. and I'm like they're happy and in love like that's she's making okay. him happy you also, want him you to would be happy too. yeah you would too and then you just become that woman that everyone <laughs> apparently hates because they're exactly. evil for getting in the way of the ship yeah so there's a lot of problems within this community. There's yeah. a lot of problems with attitude. There's a lot of problems with execution. There's a lot of problems that wind up affecting other people. But uh, Super quick. Yeah. Kind of going along with all this problem. Something that I think is annoying, and I actually have a quote from uh, Miranda Popkey from one of the articles we had. is She said, when a woman deliberately, deliberately queers the slightest, most traditionally masculine figures, Captain America or Captain Kirk, Green Bay Packers. My phone's going off. Uh, Your phone. Your phone gets. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Aaron Rodgers. Even Sherlock Holmes. There's an added electric friction. And she just goes on to talk about how, like, when you can write about that in fan fiction, it's, like, shocking and new. and like turn the most masculine. Yeah. And so what it seems like to me is less, like, I want representation more. I want shock value for my Mm. fan fiction. I want want something different, which I think is kind of lame. It's... It's yeah. not real representation. That's a plot it's a device. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what a lot of this is. Is that the women we're talking about, and even there's men involved in this. Yeah. Definitely, uh, fan fiction can do appeal to anyone, yeah. but uh, who wind up adopting this attitude aren't good allies. No, because no. they're not working toward that representation they're not maybe even working toward i'll venture to say because i remember seeing a post one time like equal rights they were like well now that it's more accepted it's not as exciting because it's not super taboo <laughs> and it's That's like ridiculous. wow wow god why did you guys have to get a quality i'm bored yeah. now <laughs> it was specifically that someone makes sense dang it yeah it was specifically <laughs> like someone was writing about how reading like Sherlock Holmes fan fiction from like the time that the source material was originally created was more exciting than the BBC series because the BBC series is like they other people see that they're gay done whereas in the Victorian era then it's like it's its own big deal and issue and problem Mm -hmm. and that's why you see a lot of fan fiction fall into the trope of like they have to run away together or one of them has like a disapproving parent or just something along those right. lines of like the tropes that like it's not okay that they're gay together. It still needs to be a, yeah. something that's taboo. Yeah, that's like increasingly that's becoming the opposite. Yeah, right. and then that's life. just still fetishizing that. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. still being like, oh, that's great that your parents disapprove. And it's, it's like, so no. Cool. It's, yeah, it's using the characters and their sexuality, or even if that's not their canon sexuality, they're, you know, what you're forcing that sexuality into, like, as just a plaything. Right. Mm-hmm. turning them into a toy so that you can have the story that you want. And I get that that's kind of what fan fiction is. You turn your characters into action figures so that you can reenact whatever mm-hmm. scenario you want. But like, You just press them together. <laughs> yeah. Now kiss. Now kiss. <laughs> but I feel like forcing characters or real people into certain sexualities in order just to like fuel your own fantasy i don't know yeah it's a little gross yeah yeah when it definitely when it's real people or i i don't care if it's like a very beloved fictional character do what you want with winnie the pooh and piglet uh i'm not (laughs) (laughs) please don't actually but please animals of my childhood no (laughs) but please don't actually but it's not necessarily hurting anyone. You're not right. contacting yeah. the creator of Winnie the Pooh and being like, you need to make this happen. <laughs> like, I'm fairly sure that's not happening. I should not say that for sure because I'm who sure knows? It is. Who knows? Oh, but gosh. yeah, taboo is one of the reasons like, why? Why do this? Why put mm-hmm. your time into this? Why become enamored in this? Um, which... I should preface everything. I should have said it at the beginning. This was me for a very long time. Mm -hmm. I was one of these people who 
this was a big part of my life. And that's not to say that I won't keep reading fan fiction at some point. I have my ships, <laughs> but I know they're not real. I know that no matter how many letters people write to Jeff Davis, Steric isn't going to be a thing. Right. Um, I'm resigned to that. But <laughs> because I don't take it to the point of being like Tyler Hecklin and Dylan O'Brien need to kiss already, uh, that doesn't hurt anyone because I'm not there. I'm only in... Uh, Styles and Derek need to key us, mm-hmm. and no one else needs to know about that. But uh, so definitely the taboo. Uh, but what do you guys think about one of the reasons maybe why this is a thing is that this is an avenue for uh, women, especially young women, who the only idea of like porn for them is like mm-hmm. stereotypical girl pleasing a guy kind of porn that this is an avenue into making something specifically catered to women which is rarely seen in the porn industry let's be real yeah so that doorway what do we think about that doorway i think it's cool because like i think porns are great especially when it's like something to help you explore your sexuality and like for men, it's kind of easy because you can watch this and like, ah, uh, now you know things. Not really, but yeah, not really think, at all. You <laughs> think you do. These are not lessons. You think you do. Friends. But the problem with that is, like you said, it doesn't necessarily work for girls because in porn, girls are just like a tool. And so when you kind of take the woman out of the equation, and now it's two men, and a young girl can look at this as just sex, and she can kind of explore her idea of sex and sexuality. I think that can be useful. Like, yeah. Yeah. I I one hundred percent I'm not into porn every now and then maybe I'll read like a smutty fanfic, but it's mm-hmm. not it's mm-hmm. not my thing. Um and like I completely understand that of like taking the woman out of the equation would allow a young girl to figure out like like what sex is or um how certain things work, but it's like for most people, maybe not most, but for a lot of people, like, porn is a lot of, like, fueling a fantasy. Absolutely. And I don't see how a female could necessarily look at a gay relationship and have that same fantasy when, like, her gender slash sexuality is not necessarily involved. Right. Right. Because it's, like, great that you know how like gay sex operates but that still doesn't let you know how like when if you're a straight if you're a heterosexual young girl like or even a lesbian young girl like and there's not a whole lot of femme slash out there like that you may not still understand how like what you I don't know you know what I'm saying yeah no I feel like it definitely like you said it definitely it's you're not getting the idea of like how it works for you. I think what it encourages more is young men especially are encouraged to talk about sex and sexual feelings and young girls aren't. And I think more than anything, it allows young girls to open up about the fact that like, yeah, I like the idea of sex. Like even if it's not with me. More of a conceptual thing than necessarily. It opens up a dialogue. Yeah, okay. I completely get that. Yeah, because I shouldn't even necessarily have framed this as young women because oftentimes, uh, especially in the articles we read, there's older women who then discover slash fiction or smutty slash fiction and realize that there's something that pleases them. Mm -hmm. Like, there's the unfortunate fact that women can go for a very, very long time in their life without knowing what gets them off or having other people know uh, that they may be in a relationship know what gets them off and then there's just just no pleasure. There's no... uh, there, frankly, there's no orgasm for women for a very long time. That's possible. That's so Whereas that's, I know, right? Uh, so I can definitely see this being like kind of like a gateway into being like, oh, there's something that conceptually, uh, I like. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like that you use the word conceptually. Like, mm-hmm. is able to not necessarily in practice, obviously, because right. Right. Gay sex isn't going to help you in straight right. sex. Right. I mean, I'm sure there might be someone out there that's their kink. We don't kink shame here. <laughs> no. Nope. Super. Unless it's wincest. We unless it's wincest. Yeah. We're kink shaming wincest here I on the coven. Just stop it. People, people <laughs> just stop like, it. Stop. People who are like, Jarpad, it's a great bromance. I love that Jared and Jensen are like 
practically brothers. Their children call each other uncle. That's adorable. Aww. But, like, don't be hating Daniil and Jen because uh. Jensen and Jared aren't married to each other. You're garbage people. Uh. Stop it. <laughs> You're garbage people. <laughs> I'm really upset when people do that. I feel it. So, uh, this last thing I want to explore here, because it was really interesting to me, and I never had thought about it before, that maybe... Uh, women imagining these relationships, becoming obsessed with these relationships could be uh, a window into equality in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really liked the uh, Tumblr user Euclase, which I'm pretty sure I've seen them on my dash before. I'm pretty nice. sure they're a big Destiel writer. I'll admit it. I shipped it. I shipped it no longer. No it's, longer. It's okay. But uh, um, I'm not, I won't like shame anyone. We've for been secretly Destino. like kink shaming daily this oh whole my gosh, time. Guys. <laughs> I just personally don't ship Destiel. Right. But so uh, she said, presumably she, I shouldn't presume gender, but anyway, said, uh, imagine being in a relationship in which you are treated like an equal, consciously and unconsciously, sexually, emotionally, socially, romantically, and without being bound by gender expectations, without the risk of pregnancy or having your reproductive rights taken away from you, without feelings of inferiority, without being mistreated or neglected because men don't understand your body and can't be bothered to learn how to give you pleasure or that you even deserve pleasure. Girls aren't making them gay. Girls are fantasizing about being equal. I definitely think this is an interesting point that I would not have thought of. No. Mm-mm. That that the epitome of a an equal relationship is a gay relationship. And I understand it to an extent, but, like, <laughs> if you're – I don't think that helps anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not going to help create equality between men and women in relationships. That's not going to start a dialogue anywhere Yeah. if you want to move forward to anything. I definitely think it's it's an interesting take on why – straight women are obsessed with gay men relationships mm-hmm. of that like why can't I just have a relationship with like this see they're both they see eye to eye and they get along and there's no like certain expectations about things even though people still force gender expectations onto gay couples Absolutely. like yeah. that's a thing yeah. that happens yeah um, which the one's girl? the yeah. yeah which one's the girl yeah. like, that's definitely a thing that, that people force onto um, homosexual relationships like even in in lesbian relationships, like yeah, you have, who's the man? Yeah, right. and that's you still binding people by these gender norms, and in the end, like that doesn't you aren't moving forward. If you're if it's supposed to be about this fetish is about achieving equality, I don't think it necessarily accomplishes anything. I understand right. the reasoning yeah. behind it, but I don't think there's there's no end game. Yeah. I like the concept of this post. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like it's a really good idea, but I'm pressed to believe that the majority of slash writers are writing this in a way of fantasizing about equality and not about fetishizing gay men. And I almost like, I even just like the idea that I'm a little like, I feel a little like gross about the idea that like gay men are like tools in your writing to fantasize about an equal relationship when why would you not write a straight, like you said, like a straight relationship that's equal. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. It's kind of gets down to like, would you, because typically women who are into slash, I would say are into Tumblr and thus yeah. by default are into social justice. Mm-hmm. I feel that that's a safe assumption to kind of make. Yeah. But uh, there's all kinds though. But yeah. Uh, yeah. But then they object to the sexualization and objectification of women. But then they it's put the that on to, yeah. yeah, yeah, it becomes very cyclical. It becomes like this vicious cycle of someone's going to get sexualized and objectified. And I don't know if we have to sit back and be like, yep, that's going to be a thing. I think right. that we should kind of get to a point where we're post. A lot of the things that we've been talking about can just be solved in a post-gender society yeah. where it's like, yeah, there's in no... reality, that's what this boils down to. Yeah. Is that, like... It's not even a sexuality problem. It's a gender problem. It's a gender problem. Right. Right. 
yeah, as soon as you take gender out of the equation, what what are we dealing with here? Yeah. Nothing except for don't yell at people for <laughs> yeah. loving certain people. And we've talked about that before several times, you know, generally don't do that. Like, no matter what we're dealing with. That's a good with, rule. Yeah, unless uh, we're talking about wincest. Unless it's incestual, then yeah. you're a garbage yeah. person. Garbage person. But everyone needs to be consenting and everyone needs to not be related. That's all we that, ask. There we go. Two criteria. Come there we go. On. And also, like, legal. Oh. No children. And then we're good. Like, good. Three criteria. That's yeah. That's we have. I agree. I agree. I think that people should be allowed to pursue these interests and allowed yeah. to ship who they want to ship mm-hmm. uh, as long as it doesn't hurt other people, especially real people. Mm-hmm. I can't say necessarily if doing this hurts the people who are shipping like gay ships. Does that hurt themselves? Does that stunt them as a person or as a person who wants to pursue relationships even? I think depending on how on how like how hardcore you take your ship right. because like I have my ships most of them are canon uh, because I like to I'm a writer myself so I like to give credit to the writer's capabilities to make their own pairings mm-hmm. um, so most of the ships that I have across a variety of media are canon um, and like but I don't like live by my ships. I'm like, when I watch a TV show or I read a book, I'm like, oh, they're so precious, and I'm happy for that. And I think that allows me to, I can take aspects of relationships that I've seen across fictional media, know that they're fictional, right. but also recognize that it's like, that's how how I would like a relationship of mine to be, mm-hmm. potentially. Yeah. Um, like, in, a, in any variety of things, even friendships, like seeing friendships across uh, like Harry Potter, like I, I aspire to have, or even real people, I aspire to have a friendship like Tyler Joseph and Josh Dunn. Yes. I, think yes. I think their friendship is amazing. So pure. And like I aspire to have a friend that is like that to me. Um, in a way, I already do. My sister and I are basically Tyler and Josh. Oh, oh yeah. Look at us. My sister's my best friend. Uh, we're so precious. <laughs> Do not ship, though. Don't ship. Don't do Please. It. No. God, no. I've been writing so much bite fan fiction lately. <laughs> no, it's insane. No. <laughs> but it's like, that's the... Sometimes people will take their ships, regardless of if it's a slash ship or not, and hold on to that so much that it's like, it is the perfect thing. Mm-hmm. And hold it at such a higher standard that all of a sudden that their expectations of relationships become stunted. Right. And I think that's when it becomes detrimental because like if you have a ship and you can look at it and be like, this is adorable. I like this aspect of it. And you can pinpoint that aspect of it and then recognize that this is fictional and that this is something created by someone else's mind. Then you can move forward in your own, like trying to find a relationship or the way that you interact with other people. But it's the moment where you're like, "This is perfect, and nothing else can be <laughs> yeah. ever." Like my life will never equate to the ship that is this. No, then Ooh. you're holding yourself. I can back. never yeah. be a gay monster hunter and angel. <laughs> I mean, <Never>. well, <laughs> maybe there are some limits that you just have to accept for yourself. But <laughs> I'm trying so hard. <laughs> but yeah, I, I agree. I think that everyone needs to just take a dose of realism mm-hmm. for yes. their expectations and respect for the people that they are writing about or the actual gay people in the world. <laughs> yeah. Maybe a little a bit. Thing. Yeah. That'd be nice. That'd be nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, people exist. Yeah. <laughs> that. Feelings. Because just because you're like, oh, I love gay guys. I read gay fan fiction all the time. That no. doesn't mean you're being a good ally. Mm-hmm. And I think everyone needs to be a good ally. Absolutely. Yeah. Agreed. Especially if you're going to, like, essentially profit for your own pleasure <laughs> off of gay people. If hmm. you like the idea of gay people, you need to like real gay people, too. Yeah. <laughs> or, That's like, the, the idea of them having rights, inequality. No, just... it makes our fan fiction boring. <laughs> right, exactly. So, yeah, this has been an exciting uh, one shot of the coven. <laughs> one <laughs> shot. Yeah. Man, I'm trying to, like, remember all the references. Like, what would we, like, tag this uh, episode? Is this, like, Hurt Comfort? 
I think so. It's Coming along those lines. <laughs> this can be like a hurt comfort episode of the Coven. Uh, <laughs> thank you all for joining us. I have been your host, Daily Wilhelm, the Witch of the Wavelengths. Joining me today was Matthew Yap, the Witch of the Speed Force, and Sarah James, the Sorceress of the Soundwaves. Thank you guys Yay. for joining me. Yay. You can check out all our other wonderful podcast content here at bitebsu.com or on our SoundCloud at Ball State Daily. Be sure to uh, subscribe to us on iTunes because that would be really cool also ball state daily um <laughs> also, YouTube. also youtube now on youtube yes at uh bite bsu uh you can also check out all our social media feeds at bite bsu on mm. facebook and twitter and snapchat yeah so yeah. send us something uh send us your favorite ship um Tell us, wait, wait. <laughs> send us your favorite good pure ship. Pure ship. Send us the purest ship there is, uh, and we'll be the judge of that. <laughs> Thank you all for joining us tonight.